Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. This podcast brought to you by Gowan Canada, makers of Edge Microactive Pre-Emergent Herbicide. The heartbeat of Saskatchewan is agriculture, and 620-CKRM is proud to be your source for everything ag. Welcome to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today with your host, Jim Smalley. And a good afternoon. Welcome to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today. Brought to you by Harvard Western Insurance. We don't judge. Here's another reminder to renew your plates today. Visit harvardwestern.com. And brought to you by the Arcola Co-op. You're at home here on Highway 13 in Arcola. Today, Saskatchewan farmers are hoping for a quick end to the work stoppage at CP Rail. Workers are walking picket lines effective yesterday. Wages and pensions are the key issues in the dispute. We talk with Wheat Growers Secretary-Treasurer Jim Wickett about the CP Rail strike and a call for back-to-work legislation. We also talk to Mr. Wickett about wheat markets and the war in Ukraine. Real Agriculture looks at cattle markets. We have a feature look at canola markets, and SARM pushes for more deer hunting licenses. The farm weather is in its usual spot at the bottom of the hour. This is Saskatchewan Agriculture Today with 620 CKRM Agri-News Director Jim Smalley. Saskatchewan Agriculture Today is brought to you by Johnson's Grain, your first and last stop for grain pricing and crop protection. And brought to you by Farm Fresh Water. They'll make your well water wonderful and your dugout drinkable. Get your Farm Fresh Water today at farmfreshwater.ca. Saskatchewan farm leaders are hoping for back-to-work legislation to end a work stoppage at CP Rail. 3,000 unionized workers are off the job at CP Rail after the company issued a lockout notice last week. The work stoppage began yesterday. The two sides are in talks aimed at resolving the dispute, which is mainly over wages and pensions. The secretary-treasurer of the Western Canadian Wheat Growers Association, Jim Wickett of Rosetown, says the dispute will disrupt grain movement. Well, it's very disappointing to see uh, the, the strike. You know, both sides uh, just seem to be, you know, quite a distance apart. And I'm, I'm really not too sure who's 100% to blame. I know uh, CP had offered to go to binding arbitration and the union had turned that down. So that's got to have a bearing. When you see, we don't have a, a huge crop to move, um, but we do have fertilizer coming in and going out. And I just checked, I think yesterday, the uh, the vessel lineup at the West Coast. And, you know, one of the big things is, is in all the years I've been checking that, I've never seen so many container ships parked. And uh, container ships don't normally wait around. So that that's very concerning that... I think there were 16 or 17 container ships. And I mean, a normal year, there's three, four, five. Usually there's 25 grain ships and there's only six. So that's very discerning that that much cargo is sitting off the West Coast uh, looking for a place to move. That's all intermodal stuff, you know, and, and that's good profit for the railways, as of course, as we know. But, you know, it's I find that somebody maybe has taken advantage of the of the pandemic here, and and unfortunately, it kind of seems like it's the union this time. 
What kind of impact are you expecting on farmers? Well, I think it's yet to be seen, but it's going to be small stuff. I know uh, I was at a, an equipment dealer the other day, and, and they are out of oil filters for certain large four-wheel drive tractors. Um, they're trying to source them from different sources because they can't get them in. It's going to be, it's probably not going to be the big macro items you look at as fertilizer or whatever. There's there's ways around that, and there there is some out there in the countryside, maybe guys might have to travel a bit for it but it's going to be those small items and with the uh, automotive industry it's been uh, circuit boards and stuff and I mean it's certainly that in the in the ag industry too on new equipment but it's going to be parts it's going to be an electrical part that you know a hundred dollar part that's going to keep a seven hundred thousand dollar tractor sitting on the sidelines because they can't get it in or it's sitting bobbing off the coast of the Vancouver Island waiting for a strike to get over. But there's also, of course, grain exports, shipments being severely curtailed. Yeah, for sure. Like you said, there's only six boats sitting there right now, but, you know, it's timing to everything, and and, uh, everybody wants, you know, they they want their stocks, you know, in their hand, these other countries, and they, uh, with all the turmoil going on in the world, you know, you certain countries, they just simply want this stuff in-house and uh, not to have to be searching and looking or waiting for a rail strike to be over. Do you want back-to-work legislation? Uh, last resort, I would like that, but I certainly, uh, if, if this goes on much longer, because, you know, it, it takes, as you know, it probably takes two, maybe even three weeks for a railway to get back up, rolling wide open again, and back-to-work re- legislation, you know, you've got probably some employees that just aren't too happy about that situation. So productivity could be affected there, but maybe not. But I'd like to see them get back to work, and ideally it would be a negotiated settlement. How soon would you like back-to-work legislation? If something doesn't happen in the next two days, it's got to happen this week. Jim Wickett is a director with the Western Wheat Growers Association. Coming up, he provides more information on the disruption to grain markets from the war in Ukraine. Back to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today with Jim Smalley on 620 CKRM. This portion is brought to you by Seedmaster. No matter what you grow, Seedmaster has the ultimate seeding solutions for better crops and bigger profits. Seedmaster.ca Grain markets are continuing to show major swings this week. U.S. wheat markets are up 47 cents a bushel or more this morning as war continues in Ukraine. Western Canadian Wheat Grower Secretary-Treasurer Jim Wickett says the markets have been extremely volatile in recent weeks. Yeah, that that's, is something to watch. We have, you know, we have all this influence that's coming from the Ukraine situation and in world markets and there's such that Black Sea region, including Russia, is such a a uh, large export of grain. So, you know, they, there's a lot of uncertainty. And every day this war goes on, that's one day closer to uh, the harvest time when when things may be, uh, when it's really going to come to a head. So that, that's a huge, a huge issue. And I mean, I don't really know what to say. I mean, we, you know, the wheat growers have probably had 40 or plus phone calls from various outlets around the world for media for comment saying, well, can Canada backfill this demand? And, and the answer is just no. Right west central Saskatchewan here, we're going to be dry again unless we get some pretty, really timely rains. There's that situation. There's I know there's good situations in other areas with 
lots of snow and runoff, but that's such a huge component of, of the world market that no country is just going to be able to backfill that. And last week, surprisingly, China announced that their wheat crop, their winter wheat crop, which they'll be harvesting, start harvesting in the next couple months, few weeks even, it starts and then it goes on for a couple months, that it's very poor. What impact there? Well, that's certainly, that's just one more player in the market, right? And Or coming into the market before they normally do. So all of these factor in that um, it's a supply and demand world. And, and when the supply gets cut, and, you know, I think China is the largest producer in the world. So that's, they, they normally consume that. And if they don't have it, they got to go buy it or they got to buy an alternative there. And that's, that just puts pressure on other countries that, I say, a country like Egypt um, that imports like one of the largest amounts of wheat in the world. And then, and uh, that just puts pressure on them to, to either get their hands on some or it's going to drive the price up. And, and there's probably somebody in the world's going to go without. Well, the one thing is I, I think that Europe really needs to look long and hard at uh, some of the policies that they've put in place. They've had, you know, a very, their field to fork or, can't remember what they totally call that, but it's a very green. Um, I mean, in Canada's looking at the same thing, and you're looking at a 30% fertilizer reduction by 2030. And uh, these all seem great to a bureaucrat sitting in an office in a city somewhere. But the reality out in the country is these are very tough decisions. They're not totally based on the science. They're based more on emotion. And, uh, you know, it's affecting world food and, uh, the, you know, the availability and the cost of it. And it's driving costs up. Um, you've got, especially in Europe, as, long, as far along as they are, like they're really curtailing their own production. And uh, I read an article this weekend that they're really going to have said they're going to have to rethink that, particularly in Germany. So these, you know, the war has exposed a lot of things out there in the world. And uh, like I say, that... When you're, uh, I think it's Eisenhower made the statement about farming looks easy when your plow is a pencil and you're a thousand acres away from the nearest cornfield. Jim Wicked farms at Rosetown and is a director with the Western Canadian Wheat Growers Association. Time now for Real Agriculture with Sean Haney. Brought to you in part by Karst Holdings in Assiniboia and Schlamp's Integra Tire in Grenfell. Your locally owned Integra Tire dealers on The Source 620 CKRM. This is your realagriculture.com update. Bring the energy of Real Ag Radio to your next customer meeting or conference. From your stage, we'll record an episode in person to inform and provide insight on the latest in agriculture. Let's talk about what's going on in the cattle markets. We are joined right now by Ann Wasco, the Gateway Livestock Exchange, for this week's beef market update. Let's start off with the cash market. How, how have we performed here in the last two weeks? <laughs> well, I wish I had something better to tell you than the same, but that's kind of how things settled out uh, at the end of this week. So in the U.S., to start with, down south, we're steady at 138 in Texas, and in the north, 
Uh, let's call that uh, Nebraska market also steady, 138 to 140. And if you're looking at the draft market up there, kind of 220 to 222. So really no change there. Um, the cutout market, that wholesale market, it closed this week last night at 257 on the choice. That is up three bucks from a week ago. And many folks starting to think that, you know, that's probably the low has been placed on this wholesale market. And it traditionally moves higher into uh, into April and, and May. So thinking that um, that's the case on the wholesale side. Uh, but as we've learned through the past two years, that doesn't necessarily equate back to, to live cattle prices. And then just to finish on the cash market, Sean, uh, here in Western Canada, kind of feels like we're still stuck this week um, in the low 160s live, so 161, 162 in Alberta. That's still that one, 275 draft. And, you know, it's been there for a while now. And, you know, carrying on with the math, that means our spot basis is still kind of hovering kind of 14, 15 bucks under the U.S. versus, say, a five-year average, which would be closer to four or five dollars under. So are those same things we've talked about since the start of the year are still hanging over us. Yeah, kind of a disappointing spring. Mm-hmm, absolutely. It's, uh, and now we're far enough along in, in March, you know, I hate to be the bearer of bad news that we kind of have run out of time for a surprise, right. In terms of spring rally. Really? Yeah. We, I can't, yeah. I can't throw it there like May long weekend, Memorial day. <laughs> well, demand, all those things are good, but uh, you know, the problem is Sean, it's just, you know, not going to equate back to anything um, better on the cash cattle side, partly because uh, as, as we, you know, kind of get past this first quarter in the U S we do su- see supplies kind of start to pick up again. So um, that's the problem with that correlation, unfortunately. And from a public sentiment standpoint, not that this matters, but I, it does, I, I, I know wheat farm, are irked by, hey, price of bread going up. Look how much the farmer's making. It's the same thing on the beef side that, you know, yeah. people are going to the, the grocery, they're going to Walmart, Costco, wherever they're buying their beef, and they're seeing the price escalation of that, that tenderloin and what it costs. And you just, I don't blame them for like jumping to, my goodness, the, the, the rancher must be doing awesome. Uh, not, yeah. so, not so much. No, no. Yeah, so that's, it's that classic storyline in terms of uh, how those dollars uh, filter or don't filter back down to the grassroots level. And that that's, it's extremely frustrating and certainly being highlighted right now. Yeah. You know, let's talk about feeder supplies. Uh, now you've got some numbers based on the January inventory report. Yeah, well, you know, we two weeks ago we did talk about feeder cattle flows, and I just wanted to update you on a couple of things. So, first of all, um, and we're going to talk, talk about net trade for feeder cattle because cattle go in both directions. It sounds crazy, but it's true. So, in January, we were a net importer still um, to the tune of about 7,000 head. But preliminary data for February is going to show us back to probably be an exporter, net exporter feeders to the tune of about 15,000. So we're going to watch this data closely because it's really critical in terms of what's left to feed here in Canada. And I think, you know, as you mentioned, one of the pieces that we can pull from that stats can inventory report on the first of this year is that feeder cattle supply outside of feedlots. So the report tells us, well, you know, here's what the calf crop um, feeder supply looks like in terms of steers and heifers. Um, and here's our starting inventory and here's what's on feed. So when you do the math on January the 1st, 2022, our feeder cattle supply outside of yards is 5% smaller than 2021. 
And when you look at the chart, Sean, it's the smallest since the recording started in 2000, so in over 20 years. So unless we've got feeder cattle coming from somewhere else to fill that void, we know what's going on with, uh, with the uh, Canadian feeder cattle supply. It's short. This has been your Real Agriculture Update. You can find out more about this issue or many others at realagriculture.com. It's your agri-weather forecast on The Source 620 CKRM. The official 620 CKRM farm weather is brought to you by Shepherd Realty in Regina, specializing in farm and ranch real estate in Saskatchewan. Call Harry, Justin, or Devin at 352-1866. And Moose Jaw Truck Shop, the number one choice for any diesel engine repair. Drop in, no appointment necessary, or visit moosejawtruckshop.com. Today, partly cloudy, clearing late this afternoon, wind southwest 30 gusting to 50, becoming northwest 30 gusting to 50. The high plus 7, the low minus 4. Tomorrow, sunny, wind north 30, the high plus 8, the low minus 6. Wednesday, sunny with a high plus 9, the low plus 1. Thursday, periods of rain, the high 13. Thursday evening, rain or snow and windy, the low minus 7. Friday, cloudy, the high minus 5, the low minus 8. Saturday, partly cloudy, the high plus 3, 60%. Chance of evening flurry Saturday, the low minus 7. Sunday, partly cloudy, the high plus 2. Normal high is 3 degrees, the normal low minus 10. The sun rose at 6.59 this morning. It sets at 7.12 tonight. And around the province, the hot spot is Maple Creek in the southwest corner at plus 8. The cold spot up North Collins Bay at minus 3. Estevan is plus 5. Saskatoon plus 1. Swift Current plus 5. Weyburn plus 4. Yorkton is plus 3. Sunny in Regina plus 3. That's 37 Fahrenheit. Winds are from the west-northwest at 39, gusting to 48. Humidity is 62%. The barometric pressure rising, 101.6. Sunny and Moose Jaw, plus 7. Winds are from the west-northwest, 48, gusting to 63. Once again, Regina, sunny and plus 3. That's 37 Fahrenheit. Back in a moment. Get out to an early start on weed control in next year's canola and lentil crop using Group 3 Edge Microactive from Gowan Canada this fall. Edge Microactive, maximize yields today and manage resistance for tomorrow. Always read and follow label directions from Gowan Canada. You're listening to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today with 620 CKRM Agri-News Director Jim Smalley. This portion of Saskatchewan Agriculture Today is brought to you by McDougall Auctioneers. Get fair market value for your assets with an online auction through McDougall Auctioneers. McDougallAuctions.com. And brought to you by Patterson Liquid Systems, experts in liquid fertilizer distribution. Fertilizer's just better when it's wetter. Patterson Liquid Systems, expect the best. Numbers from Fertilizer Canada show how dependent Canada is on rail to get product to port. The organization says 95% of Canada's potash production is exported. Canadian fertilizer is exported to more than 75 countries. 76,000 jobs and $23 billion in economic activity come from the fertilizer industry. That's just one commodity affected by the work stoppage at CP Rail this week. Fertilizer Canada is calling on the federal government to take immediate action because the disruption to essential rail service during spring seeding will have devastating effects on farmers the economy, as well as domestic and international food security. The organization says spring seeding is four to six weeks away in Canada and even sooner for the U.S. And due to poor rail service leading into the spring season, Fertilizer Canada members are two to three weeks behind inventories. And storage capacity at fertilizer production facilities is lower than normal. 
President and CEO of Fertilizer Canada, Karen Proud, says 75% of all fertilizer in Canada is moved by rail. During the lead-up to spring seeding every day, frankly, every hour counts. She says during this critical time, members rely on uninterrupted rail service to deliver their product to their farmer customers in Canada and into international markets. Federal Minister of Labour Seamus O'Regan has said he's staying in Calgary until a deal is reached. Premier Scott Moe said last week that the federal government should declare rail an essential service. Moe wanted the Trudeau government to pass back-to-work legislation if there is a work stoppage. An analyst believes we have still a bit more room to move higher for old crop canola prices. Mike Jubinville with Market Farms points to European rapeseed selling $100 a ton higher than Canadian canola. The gap is usually $40 to $80 a ton, which takes into account the transportation and shipping costs. Right now, just judging based on this, at a $100 discount canola under European rapeseed, I don't consider canola to be overpriced in this environment. As, as high a price it is in seed value today, it's value in its relationship to competing oil seeds and based on oil and meal products. Uh, canola is not overly expensive. It's going to be due for corrections at times for sure, but it's not overly expensive. As for new crop canola values, they keep trending higher. We're looking at new crop prices, uh, upwards of $20 a bushel fall delivered. I can't imagine that's not worthy of some thought for forward contracting, especially in those areas that where soil moisture profile is favorable. Uh, but at least at a point in this time, like I say, the trend is our friend. I would consider doing some forward contracting. But at this point, only dipping your toe in the pond, I think, is something that's uh, really required at this point. As for Ukraine, it's the number seven rapeseed exporter. Jubinville says the three and a half million acres of winter rapeseed will be emerging in coming weeks. How it comes out of dormancy and fertilizer, crop protection products, and uh, getting into the harvest as to how this uh, crop will respond or what kind of results are going to be drawn from it. The much bigger oilseed crop to be aware of in Ukraine is sunflowers. They are the number one producer in the world, but acreage this year is probably going to be about the lowest we've seen in about 13 years, and uh, their expectations are about 10.5 million acres on sunflowers. In Ukraine, they process a lot at home, export the oil. About 50% of the world's sunflower oil exports are from Ukraine. A lot of that product goes into Europe. They probably take about 200,000 tons of oil a month into Europe. So there definitely is a vegetable oil issue here that we need to be aware of when we're looking at Ukraine. Mike Jubinville is an ag commodity analyst with Markets Farm. You're tuned to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today on The Source, 620 CKRM. This segment of Saskatchewan Agriculture Today is brought to you by Diggleman Industries. Look to Diggleman for the most reliable, dependable, engineered tough equipment on the market. And Arcola Building Supplies, small town lumberyard, big on service. ArcolaBuildingSupplies.com. Saskatchewan rural municipalities are asking the province to take steps to reduce the deer population. President Ray Orb says there are huge herds of deer and elk in some areas, causing a lot of damage to farmers' hayland and haystacks. He says the province may need to increase the number of hunting licenses for mule deer. He says resolutions on deer control were approved at the annual meeting last week in Regina. There were many on uh, wildlife control. Uh, you know, again, a lot of concern from our rural members. Uh, you know, we're seeing huge uh, herds of deer and, and elk in some areas, doing a lot of damage to farmers' 
Hayland and also to Haystacks right now. So we're asking, uh, and we're going to be meeting with, you know, Ministry of Environment official, officials and talking about the wildlife uh, licenses. And uh, that's something that comes up every year, but we've had members calling for a different way to actually um, estimate how many, you know, uh, species are in each wildlife management zone and a better way to uh, to figure out how and why we can, you know, control. Farmers and ranchers need to work with these species, there's no doubt about that. But also, there, you know, there shouldn't be damage unnecessarily that's inflicted on, on farmers and ranchers at the same time, not to mention damage to uh, to vehicles on, on highways either. So you want, what, more licenses issued to, for more hunting then? Yeah, they, in particular, you know, um, mule deer are a big issue because, you know, many of our wildlife management zones, we see huge numbers of mule deer, yet they're on a draw system. So we're asking now for those resolutions that passed uh, for the province to look at um, at a regular season in a lot of cases in, in um, management zones for mule deer. They have become a much more serious problem. I wasn't aware that they're, it's gotten even worse than when I was a young man. Yeah, I say it's, I say it's gotten worse. I, you know, in particular, the last four or five years, but you do notice it more in a year like we had last year, where we had a lot of drought around the province, you know, because, um, I mean, obviously these animals are, uh, you know, they, ha- they need to eat too, and in a lot of cases they're eating the, the forage that farmers raise for their own livestock. So there's there's a lot of competition there, and there's more damage as well. And crop insurance, you know, does a good uh, job of compensating farmers for this damage. But we need to look at the numbers of the species and why there are more in some zones than others as well. Ray Orb is the president of the Saskatchewan Association of Rural Municipalities. The Market Updates with Jim Smalley on The Source, 620 CKRM. Market Update is brought to you by Nelson GM in Assiniboia and Avonlea. With new inventory arriving daily, they'll find a vehicle that fits your agriculture lifestyle. Proudly serving southern Saskatchewan for over 60 years. See Nelson GM today. Grain prices were showing upward movement in early trading today. Viterra prices for canola gained 1210 at $1,038.32 per metric tonne. Number one, red spring wheat went up $20.88 at $486.36. The rest were unchanged. Durham, $551.16. Feed barley, $362.54. Flax, $1252.11. Lentils, $877.50. Oats, $501.53. Yellow peas, $634.15. Feed wheat, $385.65. At Minneapolis, May spring wheat gained 47.5 cents at $11.07 and three quarter cents a bushel. It's the Livestock Reports on the Source 620 CKRM. The Livestock Quotes are brought to you by the Weyburn Livestock Exchange. Call Weyburn, 842-4574. Now, the latest Livestock Quotes. Good afternoon, everyone. This is Lee bringing the market report direct from Heartland and Swiftcart. We had 1,625 cattle on offer last week. Here is a quotation. D1 and 2 cows sold strong, 90 to a dollar. Odd sale up to a dollar six. D3 cows, 70 to 85. Mature bulls, under 1,900 pounds, for 82 to a dollar 12. Over 1,900 pounds, a dollar 15 to a dollar 30. Odd sale to a dollar 32. Steers, 
Four to five hundred pounds were two twenty to two fifty nine. Five to six hundred pounds, two twenty eight to two fifty seven. Six seven hundred pounds steers, two ten to two twenty five. Seven to eight hundred pounds, one ninety to two oh five. Eight to nine hundred pounds, one eighty to one ninety five. Heifers, four hundred to five hundred pound heifers were one ninety to two fifteen and a half. Five to six hundred pounds were one ninety to two fourteen and a quarter. Six seven hundred pounds were one seventy eight to one ninety seven. Seven and eight hundred pounds one seventy two to one eighty five. Eight to nine hundred pounds one sixty to one seventy. <coughs> Regular sales Tuesday or next Tuesday we'll have a hundred of the bread the best bread black cows walking bread to black semitall bowls. This has been Lee from Heartland Livestock and Swift Curd. Good day and good marketing. And the latest Saskatchewan pork prices. This is both Brandon Moosejaw Plants, 224.18 per CKG. Coming up, the Resource Report. This is the Saskatchewan Resource Report on 620 CKRM. Here's Jim Smalley. Now the Resource Report, brought to you by Second Look Online Auction. Visit 2ndlookonlineauction.com to see what's up for bid. Some provincial government fees will change in the next fiscal year, which is expected to generate about $2.7 million in additional revenue for the year. Most Saskatchewan resident hunting, trapping, and seasonal angling license fees will increase by $5, with corresponding increases to Canadian resident and non-resident license fees for an overall revenue increase of $3.27 million. As of October 1st, if you get caught stunting or street racing, it will affect the pocketbook much more significantly. The fine for stunting in a vehicle increases from $175 to $580. And the fine for street racing goes from $150 to $580 for the first offense. Then it's $1,400 for the second offense and $2,100 for the third and subsequent offenses. Cottage land lease fees for properties in the provincial park system are being adjusted as follows beginning April 1st. Average fee increase of $118 per cottage lessee over the next four years, representing a 13% hike. On the other side, crown land lease fees related to surface rentals and battery site developments will be lower. The province says they're being adjusted to reflect updated values. It will result in annual fee decreases for all existing oil and gas disposition holders. On the markets, the TSX is up 102 points to 21,921. The Dow has fallen 339 points to 34,415. Oil has gained 537 at 108.46 per barrel. The Canadian dollar is up 13 one-hundredths of a cent at 79.46 cents U.S. That's the resource report. If you missed any segment of the show, tune in to the on-demand Saskatchewan Agriculture Today podcast. Brought to you by Gowan Canada. Gowan Canada understands the challenges growers face and takes pride in finding effective crop protection solutions. Visit GowanCanada.com to learn more. That's Saskatchewan Agriculture Today. I'm Jim Smalley. You've been listening to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today with Jim Smalley on 620 CKRM. If you missed any of today's broadcast, download the podcast now online at 620CKRM.com. Saskatchewan Agriculture Today, following the 12 o'clock news on your voice for everything ag. 620 CKRM. This podcast brought to you by Gowan Canada, makers of edge microactive pre-emergent herbicides.